<laughs> Welcome back to the Skeleton Crew's A Nightmare on Elm Street Retrospective. It's time to relive the nightmares with your hosts, Jamie Jenkins, Dave Z, Michael J, and Alex Edwards. Get ready for an in-depth look into the movies that haunted your dreams since 1984. So put down that coffee and toss that bottle of Hypnosil. <laughs> if you think you'll get out of this retrospective alive, you must be dreaming. <laughs> What's up, guys? It is the Skeleton Crew, and we are back. This is our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective, where we go through every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie for June and July this summer. That's what we're doing this summer, guys. So this is Alex, and uh, something's trying to get inside my body, and I'm here trying to get some sleep with Jamie Jenkins. What's up, Jamie? Screw sleep! Yes, yes, sleep will kill you. Now it's time to sit down with my main man, Dave Z. What's up, Dave? Well, fuck you, Will! Fuck you! You sit down! Yeah, all right, I'll sit down, sure. And last but not least, it's slumber party time with Michael J. How's this for a wet dream? Well, those are the only ones I remember, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited here, guys. It is the eight weeks of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I said, for all of June and July, we are going to release one show a week for eight straight weeks for eight movies. Alice, having survived the previous installment of the Nightmare series, finds the deadly dreams of Fred Krueger starting once again. This time, the taunting murderer is striking through the sleeping mind of Alice's unborn child. His intention is to be born again into the real world. The only one who can stop Freddy is his dead mother. But can Alice free her spirit in time to save her own son? When it comes to terror, Freddy knows best. <laughs> now Freddy delivers. It's a boy! I don't know how, but now he's back! His greatest masterpiece. Better not dream and drive! <laughs> A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. The party just starts. Rated R. Starts Friday, August 11th at theaters everywhere. Welcome to prime time, bitch! You are all my children now. Tonight we're gonna cover A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 Dream Child. This movie was released 
1989, the end of the, uh, the golden decade of horror. Alice, having survived the previous installment of the Nightmare series, that's weird, finds the deadly dreams of Freddy Krueger starting once again. This time, the taunting murderer is striking through the sleeping mind of Alice's unborn child. His intention is to be born again into the real world. The only one who can stop Freddy is his dead mother. <laughs> the only one who can stop him is a dead person. But can Alice free her spirit in time to save her own? Ooh. Starring Robert England, it's Freddy Krueger. Lisa Wilcox makes a return appearance as Alice. Kelly Jo Minter. Ugh. Yeah. Yvonne. Oh, please, don't even start with that black girl stuff, man. No, 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 it's not that. She's an 80s. No. Because I was going to say, she ain't no hot chick. No, she's not hot, but I like her. She's a staple of the 80s, man. Oh, yeah, mask. Yeah. She put a mask on her face. You know what she I was, was wondering is uh, also people under the stairs. Yeah, popcorn. Um, popcorn, yeah. Lost I was, Boys. What I was going to say was, I was I'm kind of surprised no one ever refers to her as a scream queen when she was in a ton of horror movies. But I guess she was never like the lead. It's because she's black. Maybe so. Maybe she. <laughs> maybe she's been. The racist. <sighs> yeah, those you know what else? She was good in summer school. And that's not horror, but the, it was horror elements in it. So I saw that movie so many times in the 80s. Fuck. Dan Hassel is Dan again, the boyfriend. Uh, it starts off with a, a blue sex scene. <laughs> so Alice and Dan, the two stars from part one, uh, decide to have sex with each other. And <laughs> he shoots his, his seed into her body. I guess she's pregnant. Then we cut to this scene where it's like a flashback, but I think when you see flashbacks in movies like this, they're showing you exactly what happened. They show the story of Amanda Kruger where <laughs> the the story of like that they gave you in part three that she was in an asylum. They left for the uh, holiday weekend, so it was even a longer weekend. They probably took off Friday and stayed Saturday and Sunday and came back Monday. So she was in there for about three days or so. It's just the most bizarre thing. If this is supposed to take place in reality and not just, I don't know, because whose fantasy would that be? Why would Amanda Kruger be in a pit of crazy people completely alone with zero security and easily be able to be overlooked and two assholes who don't care about their jobs go, okay, it's a hundred, let's go. And she's just in there. Like, how would she be safe in there? I don't even understand what I'm watching there. Who who goes on a holiday weekend and leaves 100 maniacs alone? I mean, somebody has to be there to feed them and, and right. other shit. So, I mean, what do they just throw food off the balcony like it's chicken feed or something and then <laughs> turn and like, yeah, hey, we'll leave them a couple of days worth and then we'll be back. I mean, somebody had to have been there in the facility, you know. That's just nuts. Um, it's just yeah. stupid. We never questioned that when they mentioned that, that whole situation in part three either. Isn't that something? Yeah, so part three is responsible for that terrible thing. Yeah, but part three is good, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we don't care. One thing I do like about this movie is that they brought back the cast from the previous film. So you do recognize the people because they're the same people, or at least the ones that are, like Dan and Alice. And I like that. You know, it. That's something in the 
plus column. Wouldn't that be cool if Alice was now replaced by another actress? <laughs> the way Tuesday night. <laughs> It'd be like watching a soap opera where every time we turn around, somebody different is playing a role and <laughs> you have no this idea. Was, this is kind of like a soap opera now that you mention it, like this particular movie. Oh, yeah, with the yeah, with the baby stuff. Yeah. Just all the topics, which that, that's another plus to me is that that it was kind of topical for the people. The way I look at it, the people like that saw it in 1984 that were like kids this is like whatever five years later, and they're older, so it kind of makes sense that they're a little more topical at right. this point. Teenage pregnancy now, yeah, yeah, a pregnancy, fucking uh, rape, abortion, uh, eating disorders, you know. Oh that- yeah, very nice. I also like the turn that her father made. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweetheart now. You know, he's a, he's really Good. trying. He's a nice guy. He's not disappointed in her for being pregnant. He's very supportive. And, you know, he showed up for her graduation, which I thought was a really sweet moment, you know. Um, now, some people, I have seen people say, oh, that's ridiculous. There's no way he would, you know, be that character now. But, you know, why not? I mean. Yeah, in a year, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah but I think it's a good one. And I like his character in this film. So, you know. But he's, he still looks like a deranged out bunny. Yeah, sure. But, but sure. He's, uh, he's nicer now. Well, real quick, back to the inmate thing. It's weird because... They showed Robert England amongst them, so we know which sperm won out of the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian goes, we have, when we saw him, when he kind of turned to the camera a little bit, Brian goes, and we have a winner. <laughs> exactly. He's the winner. He's the guy. And then he shows up in her bed. Remember when she wakes up from the dream? No. No. What's, what's that? Robert England. She wakes up and Dan's in the bed with her. Then she turns around and then fucking it's not Dan. It's Robert England. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. Did she get it on with both of them? Uh, no. Dan, Dan was replaced by Robert England and then Robert England was replaced by nobody. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like Jamie said, you get the main girl back, Alice, but uh, it's the new revamped Alice. She's now Pretty. a hop. Yeah, she's a hop Prettier. Mm-hmm. And I really think the blonde hair brightened her up. And I think that may be part of what it was. Because in the previous film, she looked, you know, I think I described her as like a limp dish rag or something like that. Um, But she just seemed kind of washed out. But in this film, apart from just being more, like, put together, I really think the blonde hair brightened up her features and just made her look prettier. Plus, you get that shower scene in the beginning, yeah, right. That's her. She's a... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Come on. I was like, yeah, that girl did that scene. <laughs> Please. That's about one of the only bright things in this movie. Yeah, right. Honestly, that's to its credit that it's dark, you know? Well, let's let's get to a what the F moment. No, there's the... Which one? Yeah, the a... first one. Your first one, okay. Okay, so the birth of Freddy. Now, okay. He died perfectly in part three, like we said. They should have left it there, but there's money to be made, okay. So he comes back in part four horrifically through a dog pissing on the ground, and he just comes up for no real reason. Nothing happened to make him come up. He just made that dream happen. So now we're in part five. How Now, he dies in part four, though, in the most moronic way. Even though it was cool to watch him die, because seeing the arms come out of him and all that, that was cool. But he did that because he looked at a reflection of glass from, like, a religious window or some shit. So now he's he's gone. He's just c- clothes or something like that. 
I guess her kid dreams. Why does Freddy come back? He just he gives birth to himself through his mom or something. I sort of forgot what happened. Then he crawled into his clothes and he's just back. Because Freddy. Because Freddy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he's he's dead, and because her kid is dreaming, suddenly that. Yeah. No, it's dumb, and um, it's only one of many, 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 many dumb things in this. In this, um, while we were watching this, I'm like, "Are you sure?" Because it's actually been a couple years, probably, since I've sat through the whole series, and uh, I was trying to remember which one was worse, like five or six. And Brian's like, six is the worst, six is the worst. And I remember thinking in the past that six was my least favorite. Only I'm watching this, I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you positive that six is worse than this? Because how can it be worse than this? I mean, I remember things, I remember there are things about six that I actually liked. So I'm like, I don't know. This might be the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, Because none of it makes sense. People are people are he's appearing to people when there's no way in hell they should be sleeping like Dan's not gonna fall asleep on his way to go see Alice um Kelly Jo Minter's not gonna fall asleep on uh, while she's at swimming practice and he I mean I know she was in the hot tub or whatever but yeah she it, was standing on a diving board she was right yeah at one point <laughs> she's fuck? standing on the fucking diving board bullshit she <laughs> fell asleep so these people are awake and that doesn't make it. You're, you're, that doesn't even make any sense. Well, first of all, I do agree with Jamie, but these are the most fucking tired teenagers <laughs> ever fucking see on camera. <laughs> I mean, wow. But and I, I say they're tired because they do hint at them. They mention it. They do. They show them rubbing their eyes or yawning, or someone makes a comment about I'm beat or something, or I got a lot going on. So they do. I'm not trying to defend it, but they do hint that they're tired. So they do fall asleep, but it's impossible for them to fall asleep. Yeah, are you going to fall? I don't care how tired you are. Are you just going to fall asleep on the middle of a fucking diving board? Fuck no. No. You're not just going to. It's like, you know what? I am so tired. I mean, that doesn't happen. That never happens. Um, And it just, it's the dumbest thing. And they haven't been awake long enough for them to start like nodding off even though uh, you know just like you know how like sometimes you'll just be so tired that you'll find yourself nodding off you have to be really freaking tired to do that and not in the middle of something like standing on a diving board knowing you're about to take a dive that's ridiculous bullshit that kelly joe's character who is a candy striper which translates to volunteer at a hospital is I hate when they do this in movies. It's like just because you work somewhere, suddenly you're on every single floor. Suddenly you know every single doctor in the place. You know every now one second she's on, you know, up there like in the emergency or down in the emergency ward. The next second she's in neonatal helping him give her an, an <laughs> ultrasound. And then you know Alice is like, do ba- do little babies dream when they sleep she's in fucking high school don't ask her medical the fuck would she know <laughs> right i'm like come on she is a candy striper in a hospital that she is not qualified to do half the shit you have her doing or know half the shit you have her knowing or even be anywhere all over the hot she's not going to be doing all of that shit it just makes no sense at all well okay let's try to like comprehend this whole thing what the fuck would a baby dream about 
Like, they have no reference of anything. Right. <laughs> but there's nothing. Think... Of what? There's nothing. Nobody knows. No one's ever been able to ask a baby and get a straight answer. <laughs> exactly. They dream of floating around in liquid. Yeah. It's weird because, okay, wait. So the kid dreams about Alice, I guess, because that's the only thing it could dream about. Then Alice thinks of a friend while the kid's dreaming about her, and then that's how the friend gets pulled in? Because how would the baby know these fucking people to have them come into the dream? It's spiritual. Dude, come on. Don't just say anything. No, no. <laughs> You're saying it like this is a real answer. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying that in the con- in the context of the movie, they could say that, you know, the powers that she was given by Kristen were passed on to the baby. And therefore... Oh, but the baby it's... doesn't know to use right. them. The baby doesn't understand, doesn't know anything. Of course. Except apparently... When he knows he's going to grow up to be that ugly kid that was in all the horror movies back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love how the baby, we have sped this kid up now, and he has this whole consciousness and a relationship with his mom. You hate me. Freddie says you don't like me. This kid could not comprehend Dick 1 about anything. This is the most ridiculous thing to act like this baby, these thoughts are going on, and they're being projected onto this creepy kid. That is the stupidest thing in the world. There is nothing that this kid can know from anything. It's ridiculous. It could know emotion if Freddy had the power to fuck with it. Emotion on its on its thirtieth hour in existence. <laughs> that dude, come on. I don't know. I'm just trying to go back to basic I mean, human feelings. Yeah, I mean, it, at that stage, with. I don't even think. That, uh, to be honest, I, I'm I'm not sure how far along she was, but she couldn't have been that far along. No, she just got with the short. I don't even pregnant. think that the, that the brain would be developed enough at that stage to comprehend to, any of this. To even, or even if there were some kind of semblance of some sort of dream state, I it's just it wouldn't. There wouldn't be enough uh, mental capacity for Freddie to use that as to communicate with him or anything. You have to teach the kid how to speak first. It's just, dude, it's so stupid. So, so now, now, okay, so Freddy can't kill through any of Alice's dreams because why? If he's alive again, why can't he just do what he did before to her? Why? What's the difference? He came back, so now we just started all up again. Why, why must we go through the kid? I don't know. I never could. I, I can't. I cannot wrap my mind around what the hell any of this like I can't make it work you know no matter how what angle I look at it from while I'm watching this movie I can't make it fucking work and I'm like they just made this shit up I mean and I mean clearly it's made up but I mean they just they're just throwing shit out there I don't think they even tried to map it out and see if one thing logically leads to another because it clearly doesn't oh another example is you're gonna tell me that Alice fucking fell asleep on her way to work while walking through a park <laughs> Stupid, but it's because of its predecessor. It's this. It's everything. A lot of bad stuff in this movie is because they're. We already let it happen. They're taking cues from part four, and it's spilling over into this one. Oh, she's de- she's a daydreamer, even though daydreams. Oh, that's you- right. You did. I forgot about that whole shit. Yeah. Daydreams are not REM sleep, which no. Freddy. That's where he gets you. It's stupid, but because they did it in the last movie, well, we're gonna continue on. A daydream is a figure of speech. It's not real dreams. 
Yeah, daydreams don't last long, guys. It lasts about ten seconds, and then you have well, I mean, to snap and back to reality. You know, you're awake too. I mean, when you're, it's the daydream is the equivalent of looking out a window and being distracted. You know, <laughs> it's not falling down and taking a nap in the middle of the goddamn park. <laughs> <laughs> and, wait, you know what they they did actually address? Because I know a lot of the apologists are yelling right now. They did address the uh, thing about my question why can't Freddy just continue like he did in part 4 why does he have to go through the kid and they they said they had her go they had Alice go I was stronger than you so you picked Jacob to to get everybody you know so no she was not stronger than Freddy Uh, she just listened to a, a rhyme that the kid said about showing him a reflection other than that, every single she didn't stop him from killing all her friends or anything from her own willpower. They were just down to the last person. I think they were all dead. <laughs> I mean, the boyfriend was an inch away from death. Uh, she didn't. It wasn't because of her strength of of any kind that uh, he was stopped in part four. That's so. So there's really that's a that's a throwaway bullshit answer to that's why he had to go through the kid because she's not stronger than him. That never happened. She's just as vulnerable as she was before. Nothing changed. Speaking of rhymes, did you notice um, when she was walking through the park, we we passed those little girls, the jump rope girls, and they, the kids even sounded fucking bored with this movie. It was like, (laughs) one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Ooh, shiny. You know, they're, (laughs) I'm like, goddamn, the kids are good. (laughs) They don't even give a shit. <laughs> and like to think that they had this type of script and they're still throwing money at this franchise just to sort of soften the blow here of what we're watching. Like everyone's bored with it, but they're still throwing money at it. But so, so Freddie comes back, like I said, and he just goes, "It's a boy." That's pretty good. Yeah, that's his big dumb line. Uh, th- at this point, I'm gonna say this about the movie. You know, we we talked about the humor of Freddy and all that type of stuff and how it got crazy. So this is where it's, I guess, crazy now. This is where it's off yep. the rails. Yep. This is where it gets ridiculous. But I think it's time. Because think about it. You know, most of, move, most of the franchise films that came out in, let's say, 1980, by 86, it was humor. This came out in 84, so by 89... It's going to be humor because you can't seriously be afraid of Freddy anymore. After part four, that's it. You are no longer afraid. So all you can do now is have fun with this movie. And that's all it sort of should be. You know, if you think about it, could you really, wouldn't it just be another hacky movie? Let's think of the franchises that didn't go comedy and what what happened to them in the longer runs? Uh, Hellraiser. Crap. Yeah, just it's just more crap, crap, crap. He's still scary, but crap, still scary, crap, still scary. Crap. It just doesn't work. If you don't take that that change eventually and begin to have fun with your your guy and your franchise, it's just regurgitated crap. Well, I can see that it's kind of a natural progression. After particularly where he was at the time, as far as pop culture is concerned, 
Um, th- I mean, this version of Freddy, this funny caricature of Freddy, was fully embraced at the time. You know, because you know the teenagers who had started with this film in eighty with the series in eighty four were, you know, they were. You felt. I mean, like I was okay with it back then. You know, I was, I, I was, I was along for the ride back then. I was, you know, when Freddie was making appearances on this show or that. When Freddie was, um, you know, I mean, he just he had become a thing. Uh, completely separate from the films. He was just a, char- a, a character. And, you know, I was okay with it back then. I mean, I can... I, it's like the fame of Freddy, like, outgrew... Right. The, the, the fear. The, the film series and the fear of, of... Yeah. So, it makes sense. Yeah. How many times is he going to keep coming back to where you're not laughing at it at some point? I mean, it, even the dog piss was comical. This... When you look at this, you're just, like, shaking your head and laughing because it's just funny at this point. It's like, well, you know, this is a joke. I mean, this guy just keeps coming back. It's just funny at this point. So you might as well do that. Fuck it. You know? Just, if you're going to keep making movies, you might as well. And you already touched on a sense of humor. He's a little, you know, he got that dark humor. Shit. I mean, after part four, you could do anything after what you said. This, you know, this is the something motel, uh... Pump, I'll pump you up, or whatever he said to the girl at the weight thing, and uh, learning is fun with Freddy. After that, it's over, man. Once you got the sunglasses, it's just done. So, and like I said, in the, in the other one, doesn't, you know, when I said Freddy looks weird, he never looks the same. Didn't his face look, like, kind of fat in this one? Like, his cheeks look... Yeah, and he was really dry. I'm, like, really fat. Like, there was no shininess at all to his makeup. Where was it in the previous film where he looked all Vaseline or is yeah. that yep. okay? So I mean, yeah, he's completely. Di- I was even. I was actually looking at him here. I'm like, God, he looks so different in in this film. The makeup looks plastic in this film. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was the one big difference. So now Dave's favorite part comes up. Uh, Sons of Anarchy uh, invades Freddy Krueger. <laughs> they do. Dan gets on his motorcycle, and this... No, he gets in a car. He gets in his truck. First, he somehow, gets in. Yeah, that, I don't get that, but yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, he gets in a truck, and he... You know, it's weird, man. What, you could just say, man, today was so... God, this day was so tough at work or at school. And that is now you have a pass to just fall, like, fall asleep no matter what you're doing. It's just so ridiculous. All of her friends cannot stay awake during their daily activities. It's just, who cares if you're tired? I, I'm just so tired. Like, But here's the thing. You know, you're going to take that approach that everybody can just nod off. I guess they're all heroin addicts, number one. No, number two, What? why can't they just go to sleep? Why can't you just get them at night when they're sleeping? When did we stop doing that? I don't know. That's what I was asking myself throughout this entire movie. Why are we doing this at stupid... Why are you forcing it to happen during stupid, unbelievable times when you could just wait for them to go to sleep at night? Because these kids don't believe that there's anything wrong, so they're not going to – it's not like they're trying to stay awake. Right. No, they're not Nancy. They're not drinking coffee and taking stay awake. They're actually – they don't believe there's anything happening, so they're just going to go to bed at night. You can just get them in. Right. You don't have to manufacture – ways to get them at stupid times. Yeah. Oh, I'm pooped. So I'm going to go swimming. You know why? You know why they manufactured the dreams then? 
because they did like they did in part one, where wherever they were, that's what played into their dream. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Use the location yep. rather than sticking everybody in the boiler room, I guess. But why can't the girl dream she's swimming or high that's diving? A good question. Why right. not? I mean, if she's on the swim team, wouldn't it make sense that she might have dreams about that? Yes, I dream about everything I do. Yeah. I it's like they're about- trying to fool us. But no one's fooled. I mean, like, does you anyone dream know? about their jobs all the time. I dream about being a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I dream about you being a stripper, too. <laughs> I could stuff all his money down uh, Jamie's G-string, and I, I get it back in the morning. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Perfect. I'm not broke. <laughs> Uh, so, so now this is the highlight of the movie for me, man. And even I'm not saying this just because I have a Harley and I am into Sons and all that. I actually always loved this scene because it's so fucking creepy. Like the best moment of that scene of Dan, whatever that is, whatever he turned into on that bike. The best moment is when Freddie talks to him and he looks down and you see the eyeballs and the eyes looking down with the fucking face like whatever is going on under it uh, that's cr- creepy shit right i know why you like it because it's always always reminded me of one thing and one thing only the fucking terminator a hundred percent yes yes a hundred percent exactly yep <laughs> terminator 2 the fucking way that robot looks is yes, exa- i every- totally agree yeah, that's all. It's a, I think that's why you like it because you yeah, like maybe it. subconsciously. Yeah, subconsciously. Yeah. Then you get to this terrible uh, scream moment where the truck driver runs out of the truck and it's dressed <laughs> as Freddy. <laughs> that was funny though, and I like what he said. He was bloody and he said something to her, and it was that made me laugh. Like there, there, there were moments in this that actually made me laugh, you know. And it was, it was unintentional comedy. And you know I like that. And, the story is so ridiculous. I can't. I mean, they I, don't even try. You know, I like agree. like somebody who was the fuck, too. who the fuck walled up Amanda Kruger just sitting in a room. <laughs> the same guy who did it to uh, Deep Red. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because we're watching that, and Brian's like, "Yeah, they just figured out ah, fucking she ain't coming out. Put up the wall." <laughs> yeah, she just sat there. <laughs> And how come how come the guy says they thought she hung herself but there was no body? Well, how could they how could you think someone hangs themselves but there, what proof is there there was there was a rope? I don't get it. Why yeah why would you immediately go to hanging if right. a body is missing? I mean, even if I thought they committed suicide, I would be more like they jumped off a bridge, you know, <laughs> they you know put through themselves in front of a train and got obliterated. I don't know. Something that wouldn't leave necessarily a body or a whole body or that maybe you couldn't find one. I wouldn't assume they hanged themselves because typically when they hang themselves, they don't then get down and walk away. Yeah, we thought. (laughs) There is usually a body left behind. Yeah, what is she, Madman Mars? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You're right. They should have said she jumped in the fucking river or something, drowned herself, and then you don't see That would make more sense. Yeah. Oh, also her being behind the wall and all that crap completely negates her hanging out at the cemetery in the earlier film when we first meet her was is three right um when we first meet her in three because why would her ghost be at the cemetery at her grave when she's not even in it (laughs) that's right they shit all over that you're right so they completely shit all over everything that that film had to say about her being buried there because if I, I don't know if I was a ghost 
you know, and my body was somewhere and my, but they had a grave for me. I'm not just going to go hang out at that grave. I'm like, I have no connection to that grave. I don't give a shit about that grave. She's like, oh shit, look what they made for me. Yeah, I don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> yeah, might as well fucking hang out here if it's for me. I mean, Jesus Christ, I want to see I'm ungrateful. <laughs> like, but here's another thing with this fucking movie. Why, I don't know if this bothers you guys, this irks the fucking shit out of me. Why are we going to spend the whole goddamn movie trying to convince a random character that this is true? Why do we care if she believes us? This trying to convince this black chick that this is real and no matter how many people, like even think about it, even in part 4, uh Alice, Alice's brother was like, you know, she she's going crazy and just like, dude, we're dropping like flies. Take a look around. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, take a look around. We're dropping like flies. And it's like, even he, eventually you, you put it like, well, maybe she's not crazy. I mean, this is kind of, don't you think it's odd that everyone in her circle of friends is dying? I'll tell you what the difference is. Only two people died at that point. That's not enough for you, dude? Two? Don't you think, really? don't, aren't you calling bullshit on the fact that these teens keep not knowing about fucking Freddy? This guy right. killed 30 goddamn kids in this town. I know who John Wayne Gacy is. Every one of us knows who John Wayne Gacy is. He didn't kill that many, and he's in goddamn Illinois. So you're going to tell me that in the very single tiny town that they live in, they have one murderer who killed 30 kids, and no one knows who the fuck he is? Bullshit. Yeah, Every stupid. one of these kids is going to grow up hearing that story. There is no excuse. And even if you didn't spend your entire life there, which I'm... I'm, you're not going to fucking tell me that every one of these kids didn't come from this town. You know, I mean, maybe one or two of them is, you know, moved in later on, but not every single one of them. And even if they had, the first thing your friends are going to tell you when you move to that town is about the damn killer. That, and if you didn't already see it on CNN when it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, even Grady told Jesse about it as soon as he got there. Right, right. Of course, man. That's what you do. I mean, that, no way these kids don't know who this guy is. No <laughs> way. It was the same. It was the, they did the same thing in four. They did the same thing in well, no, in two we knew it, but they did the same thing in four. But check yeah, it out. And I'm tired of this shit because yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying and, it. And she resisted the whole fucking movie. And who lives on Elm Street? Somebody in this movie, when she had her three friends in the bedroom and she was talking, she was explaining, and she goes, "Such and such killed 20, 30 kids." And then, and then, then he said, "Then she said, this is Alice explaining." She goes, "Right here on Elm Street." So, <laughs> whosoever house they were in lives on fucking Elm Street. Yeah, and she's hanging out with them. That's a, that's a good... Wait, wait, let's get to some of the kills real quick, because Dave said uh, not enough kills took place for this black chick to buy this. Yeah, two. Don't you think that's enough? I mean, if you're... if t- Real quick. If two what? of your friends suddenly but, dropped dead, wouldn't you think that was odd? Would I think it was odd? Yes, of course I would. I would question it, but I'm saying it's nowhere near as bad as it was in... In, like, part four. Drop like, I don't know. Flies. I need four or five friends to kick it before I think there's anything. Right. Else. Sorry, guys. You're crazy, There's babe. a difference between dropping, <laughs> like, flies and having two friends die. That's all I'm saying. If me and Matt die and Mike is telling you a dream guy has done this, you're not going to believe him? No, of course that I can think Freddy's in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's dropping, like, flies. Oh, no, they're like Amanda Kruger. They're all getting hung. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Amanda Kruger must be from Boston. <laughs> They're all getting hanged. Yes, hanged. Yeah. And but nobody used to show for it, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the the thing about these kids. Oh wait, wait, guys. By the way, I can't record uh, part six. I have to go to a funeral. <laughs> That's okay. I have to go to the dentist anyway. Oh, you do? Okay. You had to get a couple teeth taken out. <laughs> Actually, Dave, you said you're getting the viruses out of your computer when the week after. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yeah. I am. I, yeah, I am. I'm done. I'm. It's it's official, guys. I'm officially a pedophile because of uh. You have the pH virus. You have to get it taken in, right? Apparently, the pH virus doesn't really exist. So the P stands for pedophile. There you go, pedophile hacker. So pH. <laughs> yeah, I guess apparently because um, some people consult some other people and they said they never heard of the pH virus. That makes me a a liar and b a pedophile. <laughs> so. I always knew that about you, Dave. Fuck! Dave, just make sure when you take your computer to the uh, shop to get the virus taken out that you uh, sign off of Skype, please. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But make sure you drop it off at like 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and then pick it up after work at 3.30. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Hey, wait. Did Madman Mars take place in Boston? <laughs> did he just hang everybody? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Dan dies, like we said, and then... Um, the hot chick, which I'm disappointed. I think it was 40 minutes in. We're losing the fucking hottest chick in the movie already. And, you know, this happens quite a few times, and I'm not happy with that. So she's hot because she doesn't eat that much. And her mom uh, is always on top of her, and she's a model and stuff like that. I want to be on top of her. No, she's hot. No, I think she's too skinny. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. So she's, she's at the table, and... I guess she falls asleep in a, a, t- a house full of or 30 people at a guest uh, dinner thing. I don't know what the whole thing was, but Freddy is uh, the guy serving the food, and he says, Bon appetit, bitch. <laughs> and b- by the way, we're back with the bitch stuff. Like, everything is bitch. And he drops it like three or four times in this movie. I, it makes me laugh. I do like the bitch. It's like the way he says it. We'll see, bitch. The way part four pulled from three is, is this what we're doing here? Is yeah. is this all happening because of prime time, bitch? It's fucking snowballing. It's, and they're doing it more. At least has they become st- his thing. Well, I told yep. you, he even, that girl that on her birthday, on when he was doing Freddy's Nightmares, he said it was her 15th birthday. And he's like, happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 15. Happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just because of Welcome to Primetime Bitch, they were so taken back by that, but they were like, holy shit. Yeah, but at least they stopped the fucking, the giggling tricycle girls. Oh, God. What's your name? <laughs> yeah, they put an end to that, and I'm happy for that. Yeah, so, but, now this is hilarious. This girl is eating in her dream. Her face, it's so funny. Her face is f- filled up uh, with food, and it's like exploding. She's in the position, like, as if someone's giving you CPR where your arms are dangled out in front yeah, of you. I hate that. <laughs> so funny, man. And Oh, I like that. Really? It adds realism to it. Like, he would be behind her doing that. Yeah. And she's doing it. And again, this is the parallel bullshit that we talked about, how everything that's happening in the dream has to be identical. I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't see the advantage here. She's just standing there doing this. This goes on for quite some time. Like, in the dream, she's at, she's in Alice's refrigerator, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then Freddy pulls the door closed. I just could not stop laughing, man. It was just classic stuff. And uh, so I'm wondering, how long was she... Is anybody going to get up and help her or say, is, is anything okay? Like, 
something wrong? And her mom looks embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, like, honey, stop dying so goofily in front of the uh, people. That bitch probably was embarrassed. Yeah, like, how long was she doing that with nobody coming up from behind her and really doing CPR? It's just so, because it looks like she's just choking on something. Yeah, no, I know, stupid. it's ridiculous. Every one of those people just stands there and watches her. Although she does kind of remind me of a marionette. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can see being incredulous for a couple seconds. Like, looking at her like, what the hell? <laughs> right. And But then at some point, I'm going to be like, hey, something is clearly wrong. Right, yeah. It's just, I don't know. So Alice is knocked up with this kid. Freddy somehow has the power to feed the souls of Alice's friends into this baby. Why is he doing this? Because he just wants another one of him to hang out with or something? Like, he wants the kid to be like him? Yeah, he wants to be the daddy. He wants to be baby daddy. He wants to make that his kid. And fucking, when the baby's born, he, he, he's even more eternal. But what would he do? He couldn't raise the kid because the kid would be here in real life. So wh- what would Freddy do if he was his dad? <laughs> what would he do? <laughs> <laughs> he can't take him anywhere or teach him how to play catch or anything. He's he's in a dream. Right? <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't There's no answer, Alex. There's no yeah, how's he going to pay child support? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why would you want that? Like, what kind of, what guy sees a girl pregnant with somebody else's kid and goes, oh, it's mine, that's my, that's my kid. <laughs> Dibs on that, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm responsible, <laughs> completely responsible for this kid. Monetarily, I have to. Man, can you imagine Freddie changing diapers? It's like, you get a diaper change and a brisk all at the same time. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. How about yeah. those faces too? Those <laughs> souls when they were coming in. Oh, God. And the way they looked. And it was funny because it showed fucking Greta the way she looked after he was feeding her all that yeah, shit. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Not just that. Am I the only one that didn't think she looked like a garbage pail kid? Yes. I was going to say that actually. <laughs> right. Um, I couldn't pinpoint the one. I was going to say Large Marge, but... Large Marge? But her body was skin, or was fat, too, so I didn't say that. There's actually, in the first season of Face Off, the very last challenge that they did, there was a Hansel and Gretel challenge, or a, rather it was a fairy tale challenge, and one of the contestants did a Hansel and Gretel where the kid, one of the kid's faces were just stuffed with candy, but it was like <laughs> shards of glass and stuff like that. I don't know. Anyway, it looked remarkably oh. like that. I think that they completely swiped it from, or at least were influenced by the makeup in this film. So wait, let's get to the hilarious scene where this kid, this Dan's parents show up and they basically come to this brainstorm of an idea that they feel that Alice is losing her mind because the doctor said she was hysterical. Maybe she was just telling some fucking great jokes in the hospital room, I don't know, but he said she was hysterical, so they felt she's not stable enough to, uh, to, to raise this child, I guess. Once the baby comes out of her, they want to then take it away from her and raise it as their own child. Yeah, that doctor's going to think it's hysterical when I have his fucking license taken away for telling people about my... Right! Where's the doctor pacing confidentiality? Right! He had no business doing that. And those people, I can't even, they're like, we have a, it's, you know, basically, it's, we have a claim on him. No, you don't. Shut up and get out of here. Yeah, what claim? Why would they think they have anything to do with this? 
Because yeah, I guess it's, they're they're the grandparents. But if she hasn't done, you know, she has not proven herself to be a bad mother. She hasn't done anything that would, she's not a drug addict. She's not an alcoholic. She's not a deadbeat. You know, I mean, there is nothing that she has done apart from maybe they think she's a little bit hysterical. But so what? I mean, the baby's not even born yet. That doesn't mean she's going to be a bad mother. Right. Tell me, get yeah. out of my house. Why wouldn't yeah. she name that baby Dan? I mean, if you, if I was with a guy, would you? And we got pregnant. Daniel, if I was a guy, and if I was a guy, if I was here, Dan. Sorry. If I was with a guy and we got pregnant and he got killed, I think I'd probably name the baby after him. You know, I mean, she did give him. She did name him Jacob Daniel. She gave him yeah. his middle name. But where the hell did Jacob come from? Like, she just pulled it out of her ass? Like, <laughs> he told her what he wanted to be named. That fucking kid has balls. <laughs> I'm Jacob. Yeah, she probably didn't want to name him Dan because she didn't want to hear him, like, sniffling all day. <laughs> so, that's probably why. That gets annoying. She should have named him Dan Chez. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, or not Daniel, Jacob Dan Chez. That's got a good ring to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so now, okay, let's get to Freddie's mother. So when Freddie came back to life, where did his little baby version of Freddie come from? Did it come out of Alice or did it come out of his mom in that dream? Didn't it come out of the floor? <laughs> you know, it came out of the mom. <laughs> the floor. It was the mom. I was thinking it came, like, remember the floor, like, in the the chapel, the, the whole, like, the floor? Or raises, I mean, you know, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, and all of that. I was thinking it crawled out of there. Is that not? It, it crawled in there, and then it see it crawled underneath that sweater after it was birthed. Because remember, it oh. ran out of the birthing room, and then you know, okay, scampered okay. off like Jason goes to hell's fucking slug. Oh, I forgot that whole scene where they're like, it's a, it's a creature of God. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> Did anyone notice Freddie after he was born and he became Big Freddy, and that that shit was raising up that you were talking about? His arm. Well, first, his arm was very noticeable. I guess, is that a yeah. callback to part one? I yep. guess. Okay. But did anybody notice his toes? It happens really quick when there's an explosion behind him because you see like a cross and like um the, the glass shatters and he jumps. And you get a glimpse of Freddy's toes. No. And they, they're they long like fucking the, the fingers on your hand. Wow. No. It was cool, yeah. Yeah, cool. They did some cool things like that in this movie with the effects. I mean, I did say that he looked he did, he looked plastic, and he did, but they still did some you know some pretty cool things. Effects. Well, they were practical, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's something. Of course, back then, yeah, no choice. Pretty much right. everything. Well, not pretty much everything was. Actually, K and B did the effects on this, I think, or at least Is they're credited with some. Wow, no shit. I do know they were there. Some Is, this must have been them. Yeah. Because I don't think it was six, so. They say Freddy's mom killed herself, her soul's in torment, and releasing her from her resting place will uh, release her soul, and somehow that will kill Freddy. She's going to come and put the smack down on him. You wait till your mother gets home. <laughs> yeah, like how weird. There are so many ways to kill Freddy, I'm gonna you know. I'm going to tell your mom. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Uh, then you get to this comic book scene, which is the low point of the movie, easily. Oh, really? It's one of my... Oh, yes, what are you going to say right now, man? I fucking love that sequence. I don't like... Oh. I've always loved it. 
I hate Super Freddy and the fucking puns, yes, but I like the whole concept of him fucking, the way he looks when he's paper and when the color drains from him and shit and how he gets shredded up. I always thought that was a cool fucking sequence. Now, that is neat. I have to agree with you there. I think it's a cool concept and it's a neat idea. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, do you realize Freddy does, when is he going to use his his claw? Like he hasn't really used his claw to do anything. And Brian goes right there to make paper dolls. (laughs) (laughs) I'll agree with you guys halfway. That might've looked good on paper. No pun intended, but to actually watch him, sit there and slice this guy standing there as a piece of paper was just and after sitting through the insufferable character he was and Freddy as Superman whatever version of Superman that was supposed to be I it was disgusting to watch disgusting I, I, <laughs> yeah, super the super Freddy thing I it kind of makes me throw up in my mouth a little that, yeah yeah it's lame really bad it's lame as fuck. I just like the – I like the way – I thought it was damn good animation. And I like, I really like the contrast between the black and white and the color. How he's I running like around. That. Yeah, it's cool. I I, like well, that was good for a minute. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff to it. I did, it, it. Take out the Super Freddy, which is, you know, take out Freddy period in this movie and it, it already improves because he's so over the fucking top. I mean he says well, – he could have just kept it at one thing. He could have said bon appetit, bitch. And that would have been funny, and that's the end of it. But he kept adding to it. He would say something second helping, and then he would say something else. That was the difference between this one and, and part three. But I digress. But I just like the, the animation, and I don't know. I thought it was a, a really cool take away Super Freddy and take away the character that, that you said that he turns into, which was stupid. It was his character. I understand it. I know. Yeah, but so what? He, he became something that he wanted. His, his delivery of the lines, because he was a fucking horrible Horrible actor. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was horrible. Did he have a fake accent? What was he trying to do? (laughs) I don't know what. Him and the doctor were fucking horrible actors. Horrible. Alice Alice was a better actress. I definitely think she improved. She got better, yeah. She did. Well, well, there's one clip that passes through real fast of that where the hundred maniacs, like, rape Freddy or some shit. What was that all about? Oh, yeah. What was that? Who, Who would? Why would she dream that? And then he's still alive. That's weird. Right? And then they drop his arm and it turns into fucking tarantulas? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, no. It, the, oh, my God. It's just, it's so all over the place. Then the climax is fucking horrible. It's the last like they were, uh, somebody was on something when they wrote this shit. <laughs> well, they probably got to the end and just ran out of shit to, to, to do at this point. And they had, a, they kept the structure and they knew the, the, the frame work of the movie but i think they just didn't know what to do in between at this point because how about one one really weird thing you talked about is freddie ever going to use his claw how many fucking times was he going to open up his claw and go like how he opens his claw and it makes that sound yeah you know he did that he must have done that four times during the scene where him and jacob were standing there he, he did something, and she was convincing him to hang out with Jacob, and he looked at her like, oh, you want me to raise him or something weird? Like, he, she tricked him into thinking she wants him to hang out with Jacob for some reason. Yeah, which is bullshit, too. I mean, why would Freddy be that stupid right. to fall for that shit? It, he wouldn't. And it takes, like, two say, oh, okay. it's it's the, the fastest dupe ever. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just looks at her like, really? Yeah. Really? Really? Uh- Oh, cool. You know, you know right. what he looked like? You ever see The Grinch Who Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey? And he's like, there's an, an award. 
<laughs> like that's how stupid he was. Um, so then, uh, and the, the music is terrible during this whole entire, this whole scene, this whole sequence. Is the, just watch the music again. It's so bad. Wasn't it like church organs or no? My, I don't remember. I just remember it being really bad during that whole thing. Um, then, then you get to a cool scene where somebody convinces Freddy that he's in Alice or something, and he decides to split away from Alice, and it's very reminiscent of Hellraiser, actually. Oh, I was thinking of fucking, what do you call it? I was thinking of part two with, 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 uh, with Jesse when he comes out. That too, yeah, that too. But yeah, Hellraiser 2. You're right. No, uh, four. Hellraiser four. Yeah, also, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> 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 they did the same trick from that, from part two, and they then they did the same trick they did in part three when Dan comes back all of a sudden, just like Alice, just like Nancy's father. And tries to fool him. Come here, son. And then it's fucking Freddy. Right. Lame. Now the black girl finds Amanda uh, in that wall. Oh, yeah. Here's another thing. You've got all this bullshit going on. You're a teenage girl. Teenage girl. Are you going alone at night to an abandoned psych place, like psychiatric hospital, to look for a corpse? (laughs) <laughs> no, you are not. That would never happen. I don't care what's going on. I'm not going to that place by myself. I mean, she and she's just like, okay, off I go. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, you couldn't get her to fucking believe this is happening. Suddenly, you're wi- she's willing to do anything for the cause. It's, now it's... I'm gonna go busting down walls in a psych in a psychiatric hospital looking for an abandoned corpse. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this pro- this progressed quickly. Hey, she's on the swim team, man. She fucking dove in head first. <laughs> she just dove into it. Uh huh. <laughs> she was, was all that time. She was fighting her. Then she said, all of a sudden, everything she said was gospel. Oh, okay, yes, boss. Yeah, okay. right. You know. Yeah, she stopped swimming against the stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and her hair was woofing, man, when she went in that room uh, where her Amanda Kruger was. Next time you watch, if you ever watch this again, look at her fucking hair when she walks in there. It's so bizarre. Now the kid uses the Amy Steele psychology on Freddie. And, you know, I guess Alice winked at him or some shit. And the kid's like, I want to learn from you. Mommy's boring and this and that. And now the Freddy's happy about this now. Now, I think, I hope I'm not mixing the two things when he was convinced of something. I don't know if it was just the kid convincing him, but I think it was like Alice saying, no, I want you to go with him also. I think both of them tricked him in two separate occasions near the end. I think. I remember See, the kid tricking him for sure. I remember him saying, Mommy's boring or whatever. And, um, yeah. I want to hang out with you. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, what? It doesn't even make any sense. It makes sense. There is no kid. At this point, the kid can't be bored. The kid isn't even alive. And <laughs> I don't even, I don't, I, I don't get it. And what about, speaking of that, the kid does a, an exorcist spit, a puke spit into Freddy, shooting all of the souls that have been implanted into his soul or whatever into freddy now i guess when he shot him full of the souls it knocked freddy out of his clothes and he was a baby again then jacob turns into a baby and he's absorbed into alice's stomach and then freddy is absorbed back into amanda it's a fucking train wreck the last yeah, the like, well, of this amanda movie. got the raw end of that deal over there yeah his <laughs> hand burst out of her which is very reminiscent of part two at the end with the bus yep it's crazy. Speaking of child molesters, though, did anybody 
notice that when they were looking at those papers, when the kid came back, comic book kid, they were looking at the, and he showed the picture of Amanda Kruger and he was explaining how she hung herself or whatever. It said, one of the newspapers that said child molester something on, on, on the paper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That, that's the first time it was ever mentioned. So I guess now we can go back and say, was it? Could we re-edit those shows? <laughs> oh, that was five weeks ago. Never mind. So fucking Nightmare on Elm Street 5, of all things, injected that into the fucking mythology of Freddy. Fuck you. Amazing. Uh, so here's what pisses me off about this whole movie. The whole arc. The character arc. This fucking black chick, man, gives Alice shit the whole fucking movie, and she gets to live at the end? Since when does the non-believer, who we're, who we're dying to see get convinced of this shit... And finally get, you know, like, it, it's in every movie when somebody doesn't believe and then they get it. This girl doesn't get, she gets caught up in a dream, but she just gets away. Yeah. And I don't even remember how she gets away. Because Alice saves her. Two dreams at once, that's why. It was fucked up. Yeah, Alice and her are, like, swimming together, and then I don't remember how they really get out of that. The comic book kid was also dreaming, and there was things going... There was two people dreaming at once, and then one ended up saving the other, and it was fucked up, but yeah, that's I think, why. Um, I think that he got distracted during the swimming pool, or during the Kelly Joe mentor, because he was after the two of them, because Alice went into her dream, and he was after the two of them, and then the comic book kid distracted him. How'd the comic book kid live after he dreamed about Freddy? The comic book kid fell asleep earlier in the movie, but didn't die. He fell asleep and fucking what's and Alice saw that he had drawn 1428 Elm Street on a sketch. And then she looks and she goes, oh, no. And all of a sudden, the comic book kid is in the picture. Yeah, I remember that. Now, this is stupid. And here's why I remember how stupid it is, because fucking two feet from Alice, when this is happening, the, the kid is sleeping there. So instead of shaking him and waking him up, she decides I'm going to draw a picture of myself in this picture, right, Alice, and I'm going to go save him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bottom line is there was two people dreaming at once, and somehow that worked out to the benefit of the kids. But what the fuck? He's two feet from her. She doesn't shake him to wake him up. She draws a picture of himself. I got to go beat Freddy. Asshole. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, asshole. Wake him up. <laughs> Did you see she called him asshole in the movie, by the way? Alice, she goes, good night, asshole. She says. <laughs> Like, yeah, it would be just be too easy to just shove him, knock, you know, because that doesn't work anymore. We got to go the, the full route, jump in the dream. That makes more sense. That reminds me, I told Brian to have a nice stroll, asshole. I, <laughs> I got to tell Tiffany that. You got to start saying it. It's great. So the movie ends off with a rap song. It's in Cool Modi. Yeah. Whom I love. I love Cool Modi. He has one of my all time favorite voices in rap. I, I really dig him. But that song has nothing to do with anything that is in this movie. No. It makes you know, no sense. Do you know what that song is, though? That song is a fucking battle song. It was the, it was the, he was battling LL Cool J. The name of the song is called Let's Go. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. I knew of that song before this movie came out. So LL Cool J made Jack the Ripper, that song on, on his third album. And Jack the Ripper. King Hercules. Yeah, you know it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Right. So Kumo D fired back with Let's Go, and that's this song. And it's so weird that this song was featured in, in the credits. I'm like, he's fucking talking shit about LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you no- pick that that's song? That's what I mean. It has yeah. nothing to do with this at all. No. They randomly just pulled it out of their ass. I, I don't even. 
I mean, I think why not? If you want Cool Modi, that is awesome. I love him. If you want Cool Modi, get him to to write a song about Nightmare. That would be really cool. But I, you're just gonna pull a random song that has nothing to do with this at all and stick it there? It makes no sense. Stick it up your crack. <laughs> and they used another Cool Modi song earlier in the movie. Um, it was it, for some reason they play all hip hop at that fucking at that place at that place where Alice works that restaurant. Because, yeah, when she first got in there, I heard it in the back. Oh, that's cool, Modi. And then later on, she was on the phone with um, Dan, and there was another fucking hip-hop song. And I was trying to hear it, but she was talking too much. So, <laughs> Damn her and her dialogue. Yeah, fuck. I wanted to hear the song. <laughs> this is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters. Amanda Seyfried co-stars in the teddy bear buddy comedy, Ted 2. If you want to check out the plushies on Amanda's chest, head back to 2009's Chloe, where she gives an equally naked Julianne Moore a good stuffing. So screw the teddy and see Amanda Bear. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on HBO, Asian beauty Mara Lane got nude on the series premiere of The Brink. Mara bared her boobs and butt while banging Secretary of State Tim Robbins during a very kinky scene. That ought to bring you to the brink of ecstasy. Finally, nude on HBO, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's new sports series Ballers debuted, and it was jam-packed with choice flesh, including Michelle Vargas and Christine Bentley topless, as well as Taylor Cole's bare butt. That'll turn your Johnson into The Rock. MrSkin.com Fast-forwarding to the good parts. Well, so that is the, the what is known as one of the worst... Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So, guys, how do we rate? How many how many bones are we giving this out of five? We got. Uh, I'm interested in what Jamie thinks because I know Brian was not too happy that he had to. Uh, <laughs> you saw his post. <laughs> I should have had her move in after the retro. So, so what? Uh, He's how so many, mad. Yeah, I know. So how many bones out of five are we giving this one? This is a one. I, you hate re- this. I really did not remember exactly how bad this movie was. I actually, in my head, was giving it a little more credit because I was thinking that it that six was my least favorite. I don't. I mean, six is gonna have to. I mean, I, I re- like I said earlier. I remember there being things I like about six. It's gonna have to really suck to come <laughs> in under this one because I don't see it being possible. I really don't at this point. This is. So far, the lowest of the low in this series for me. And yeah, it's a one. And if I could dig a hole and go deeper than that, I would. Nice. Uh, Dave Z. Yeah, this movie is stupid. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's stupid, but but it's not god-awful. Uh, to me, part four was god-awful and there was really nothing redeeming. This movie, no, yeah, it doesn't make sense, just like four, but it, this is a more competent film to me. Uh, it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there's some good things. I like the darker atmosphere. I like that it's it's obviously style for a substance and the, the religious imagery. I, I give them points for, for trying to be different coming off of the ridiculousness of four. Granted, Freddy himself was ridiculous, but they tried to make it a little more serious. It was a very dark film, and and I like it for that. Yeah, it's fucking very flawed. Like I said, it's stupid, but I don't hate it 
the way I, I, I hate four. Like, I don't have notes fucking... I could have gone another hour nitpicking fucking four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by myself. You could have said, here, right. Dave, here's a mic. Tell me everything wrong with four. This movie has better cinematography. It's just, I can't... There's just... Uh, it's, it's, it's more competent than four. So, but it's not a good movie. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. All right, Mike. Uh, you know, I don't understand why you haven't said a word... Uh, during the entire review, but how do you rate this movie? Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's been over an hour, and you're finally just going to ask me what I rate this movie? Well, dude, no offense, but you called in on a phone line today, and I didn't want to ruin the the retro with, like, phone quality uh, talk, so I really didn't, like, throw it to you at all. Are you kidding me? Really? Dude, you could have jumped in at any time. I just didn't try that hard to get to you. I'm just disappointed. I mean, if, if some people would shut up for maybe one fucking minute so I can get a word in edgewise here, I'm sorry. Um, All right, what do you rate the movie, dude? Let's just get to the rating, okay, please? What do you rate the movie? How do you feel about the movie? What do I rate this movie? Um, well, it is the worst of the franchise. Um, the comic book Kill Mark, I hated it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was a take on that damn aha uh-huh song from the 80s. Blah. And then, um, Greta, I couldn't stand. She was a stuck-up bitch who deserved to die, so I'm glad she did. <clears throat> and, uh, Dan, well, let me tell you. I feel the need to have to take speed after watching this movie. So I would say, sir, um, that I rate this one bone out of five just because it's fucking horrible. The worst of the franchise. It's probably the worst experience I've had on a retro ever. Hopefully next time I get a word in edgewise. And that's really all I got to say. Okay. In comparing this to 4, I could tell you why this is not as bad as 4. And the reason is because 4 tried to be part 3. It tried to come off like it was just another entry. I think this one knew what it was. (laughs) Saying, well, fuck it, let's just kid around now, and this is goofy shit. By the time he comes back the fourth time, this is ridiculous, let's just have fun with it. While we do that, though, let's also add to the mythology. Let's, uh, you know, recreate some stuff, and uh, let's have some inventive dreams, which I really... Well, I guess the bike scene and the food scene. Uh, The comic book scene, like you said, just the black and white and color contrast, that was interesting, but it just fell apart with the the battle they had there. Uh, the, The diving board thing, that could have been really cool. Um, they should have probably had the diving board go up like another 300 feet and she's looking down. That would have been fucking badass. Because uh, I'm afraid of heights. So that would have been like amazing. So they kind of dropped the ball there. But I don't hate this movie as much as 4 because like I said, 4 tried to be legit. And I don't, and it just wasn't. And I hate that, uh, it might be one of those things, I hate that nobody sees that. It's just crazy to mm-hmm. me. What did I give the other one? 1.5, right? So I guess I have to give this a 2 based on that and even in real movie world like you know how we sometimes we keep it within 
the, 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 the retro. We try to keep it within its own movies and rate it that way. Even in real life, it's a two. I don't like it. So I wanted to add something. Uh, keep, keep in mind, and I'm not trying to defend it because I just gave the movie a fucking two. Okay, but just keep this in perspective. This guy, the director of this movie, they they gave him either was either eight weeks or ten weeks to fucking to film this movie and then have it edited, which is fucking super speed. And the people at New Line and, and you know they were so impressed with the job he did with the direction of this movie that they gave him Predator Two, which at the time was a big deal coming off the heels of Predator. So it was it ended. People saw it as a competent film for the time. You know that he had to work with, because they rushed it out quick. They had to get it a, a year later after four, because four made so much money. So they gave it. It was like Halloween Five. They gave it the fucking rush job. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. They all they all got the rush job at that point. Well, as you guys may have guessed, Mike actually sent in his review of this movie after the fact. He was not able to join us tonight, and he will not be joining us next week either. Mike is. He's actually dreaming right now. He, he had a daydream that's lasted as long as one of Alice's. That's why he can't be here. He's still in the middle. He's actually he actually fell asleep on the toilet and he dreamed that his sister came in the room. <laughs> he said he has fallen asleep on the toilet before, so <laughs> with all the coffee he drinks, yeah, yeah. But we have a special guest host on the next show. We do. Yep, to help us uh, wind it down before we get to uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare, which is it could be seen as a separate sort of entity from the nightmare movies. It's not, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, so to wind down the, the regular Freddy movies, we have Mademoiselle joining the skeleton crew. He will be in the dungeon next week. Who's that? Yay! He started the show about two years ago called Banana Laser. I think we all figured out what that is. I'm glad we found out what that was. <laughs> But yeah, he's going to be here for Freddy's Dead, guys, so be here next week. And that is us signing out. Mike, do you have any last words? Fuck you, and goodbye. Alrighty then. See you next week as the Skeleton Crew's A Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective continues. Same bedtime, same dead channel. <laughs> Let's just get this... this. Gig over there.